Hello once again to Influence Radio as we are nearing our epic season two finale right around the corner. We wanted to do something very different, very fun today, and I can think of no one better than the talented Anastasia Baranova to bring us out. This is episode 25. I am your host, Evan Kuradimov. Let's start the show. <laughs> what allows you to create? I mean, how would you, what are some recommendations you have for where to get started? What the hell did you do that had somebody find you? This is it. This is Influence Radio. Radio. What is that like for you? living that life and do you ever have to like kind of pinch yourself and and wonder if it's all real anastasia welcome to the call uh so happy to have you here i'm so glad that we made this work that we had to move a lot of things (laughs) around Uh, i know you know you've got like the whole russian connection happening right now and (laughs) we're pulling through we're making it work how are you doing today outstanding you know, and, and speaking of speaking of Russian connection, I just think it's so awesome. So you were, you know, you were born in, in Moscow, Russia, right? Yep. Uh, yep. And you had this really interesting story, like you were a model at age seven, and then you moved to California in 2000, and now you've got this awesome show that you're working on. I want to cover all of that stuff. Um, but tell me, like, what was that like for you, you know, moving from, you know, because I'm, I'm from Odessa, Ukraine, so Russians, Ukrainians, they pretty much consider each other like one thing. Like my family spoke Russian uh, growing right. up. What was that like for you, you know, being being an immigrant coming from there? Like, what was that experience like for you growing up? It was pretty interesting. Um, so uh, we came when I was nine. I finished second grade and we were uh, coming for the summer. And my mom, being the boss that she is, mm-hmm. figured out a way for us to stay. And I mean, you know, she moved to she literally immigrated to a different country with a nine year old and like five hundred dollars that she had in her pocket. Like it's just complete insanity. But somehow she leadered it up and made it happen. Um, But our plan was not to stay. So I like left thinking I'm gone for the summer and then we just stayed in America, which as an adult thinking about I'm like, man, that must have been so traumatic. But I was like cool, we're living in America now. Great. (laughs) Like it really, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just who I was. Maybe it's how my mom handled it. But like, I don't, I don't recall any sort of like, why aren't we going back? I had none of that. I was like, we in America, we chilling. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was fine. It was great. Um, we bounced around for a couple of months in like different States and everybody was really awesome. And then I got to Minnesota And I started going to a private Catholic school Hmm. and um, I had shaved my head with my best friend right after we finished second grade, right before I came to America because her mom was going to shave her head. I didn't want her to be alone, blah, 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 blah. So I'm in America. I don't speak. I mean, I know like Apple, left, right, hello. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't speak English. I have an inch of hair. I'm pale. I'm thin. And I started going to this private Catholic school. So they weren't quite like feeling me for a while. Mm-hmm. They didn't, I don't think they knew what to do with <laughs> me. Um, so that, I remember that time being a little bit weird. Like I got ditched on Halloween. Mm. <laughs> it was like so sad. But other than that, you know, the transition for me came really naturally, I think, because of how close my mom and I were. And also just because of who 
I am and, and was inherently like, something's happening. I'm like, cool, what's going on here? Okie dokie, let's do that. So it, it was fine. And, you know, I definitely identify, like, I'm not from here. Do you know what I like? Mm. I'm straight up foreign. Like I grew mm-hmm. up, like, I, like I grew up somewhere else. Um, so I'm, but when I'm in Russia, I'm not quite from Russia because mm. I grew up in America. So for a while there was sort of that balance of like, who am I? Where do I belong? What do I identify? And then really over the course of my life, I've just found the tremendous beauty that comes from my heritage and from where I came from. But also I identify as like a citizen of the world, you know, like I'm, I'm from this earth mm-hmm. <laughs> and other places. So um, I didn't really have a big struggle with it. In fact, I, I really sort of found that it, it nurtures me in, in terms of like, Hey, that's where I come from. And this mm-hmm. is who I am. Well, and did you, did you get like the, the same kind of like similar perspective? Like when your when your parents uh, moved out here you know, did they give you the whole like spiel about, you know, making something of yourself and taking advantage of, you know, the United States and all the freedoms and things like, did you have that kind of like drive put on you as, as you were growing up? Like what made you so driven? You know, I, I don't think anyone ever had to say anything. Mm. I think it was far more like, oh, shh. Can I curse on this program? Uh, you know, just go for it. That's Be not, you. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it was a lot more like, oh, damn, what are we going to do with this one? Because I just came out like jazz hands, swinging, like getting up, dancing in restaurants. Like, I don't, you know, again, in hindsight, so freaking wild how my life has been what it is. But um, I I definitely was fortunate in, in being born my parents got divorced when I was four, so it was just my mom and I really. So I was very, very fortunate being born to her. She's incredibly driven herself, mm. total overachiever, like getting it done in so many ways. Um, but she saw in me, I think, a lot of her passion and drive. And she was an art, she was a musician growing up. She played the piano and it could have become a profession, but my grandpa was like, uh, no, you're going to be a doctor and then you're going to play the piano. So that sort of artist in, in her was kind of taken away. Um, so I, she was very supportive in me following my dreams, even though they were to be an actor as opposed to, you know, a doctor like everyone else in our family. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody had to tell me to be driven or anything <laughs> like that. It was more like, damn, what are we going to do with her? Okay, let's, <laughs> let's find a way to make her dreams come true. Well, you know, it's, uh, I just, <clears throat> I think it's so fascinating because, um, I mean, I, you know, kind of a, a similar experience for me. I mean, you and I definitely have very similar stories, even to the, you know, to the point like with parents divorcing early on. Um, and, and I, and I agree with you, you know, there's something, there's like this innate, kind of feeling to want to be driven to want to make something of yourself you know like you something about like moving to this country like makes you feel like wow there's a lot of freedoms here there's a lot of opportunities and you want to take advantage of that and i find that concept so interesting for uh individuals that move to the united states you know because you you hear about that a lot of like immigrants that you know are really just driven and self-motivated and they're really taking advantage of things do you think that there's something to that concept like do you think that you know, you need, it's like, is it like a grass is greener kind of thing? Like, what is it about individuals that move here that really want to kind of soak up, you know, everything that's available to them being an immigrant? I honestly, I think it's 
what's available here actually is not available in the way that we're used to it in other places. Um, like I just got back from Africa. Uh, I was in Tanzania, I was in Zanzibar and it, it's to say it's a different world is such an understatement. And it's like, cool, there's humans, there's things, there's electricity and the internet, but it's a completely different world than what's available in America Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I don't know. I just, I love, I love human psychology. I love like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Like I love watching individuals, you know, something compels them. Right. Cause I mean, talk about the biggest entrepreneurs, like our moms and dads were like, Hey, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm driven by a vision right now to come to, to, to and like, I'm going to go get her done. <laughs> yeah. Like drop everything and move to a new country, you know, and, and start over again. Like, Talk about, you know, living on the edge, taking risks, like, I mean, all these leadership distinctions and, uh, you know, and then, and then for us to grow up in that environment, like it's almost, you know, it's like a fresh beginning. Like, I mean, you just have like this blank canvas to paint with. I think it's just such a fascinating concept. And, you know, and I really like, I'm hoping that this also lands for the, you know, this is not to disqualify anyone that grew up in this country. I think, you know, everyone is amazing, but it's like. Uh, to take that into account, you know, that don't take it for granted. You, you know, you have so many opportunities here, um, you know, so many other places in the world that don't have nearly as many opportunities and privileges and uh, to really just soak it all up and take advantage of all of it. it, it there's so much that's available here. And, and I do, I, I have noticed that as well. Where I'm like, man, people who come here, they come here to make it. Mm. You know, they really come here to make it, which is not to say that they wouldn't have made it wherever they're from, but you know, if you're living in a world where literally from the time you're born, your entire body is covered in clothing because you're, you're living in a Muslim nation, like you're, it's not even going to be in the realm of possibility that you're going to become a pop star and be Rihanna. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like, that's not what the world is. And here it's, it's just a different ball game. And I think there's a tremendous amount of responsibility on our end, um, not in a bad way at all, but just like we get to build on that because our parents made choices and did things that like, I don't, even when I hear about actors coming to LA, you know, when they're like 18 from Oklahoma, I'm like, dang, how'd you do that? Like, <laughs> that's so major, you know, and you don't even have any responsibilities. You just have yourself. So I think we definitely get to build on that. Um, and what's, what's available here in this country. It's huge. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, so, you know, so speaking of, um, you know, f f fast forward a little bit. I know that, you know, you started, uh, you moved to California in 2000 and, you know, you started pursuing the, that American dream or the, you know, the dream of being, uh, being in film. You've done a lot of great roles. I mean, you, you know, this resume is amazing. I'm going to read some of it <laughs> off here. So, Sons of Anarchy, 90210, Malcolm in the Middle, Seventh Heaven, Drake and Josh, Joan of Arcadia, Veronica Mars. Uh, but I, I remember you mentioning that, like, what you really wanted, you wanted, like, an ongoing leading role. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to say, like, you, you have that now. You're about to go into the third season of the show Z Nation. And mm -hmm. you also mentioned that, like, something shifted in you that ha that allowed you to get that role. Like, you know, you wanted this specifically, and you needed to overcome things to, to go and make that happen. So like, describe that experience and what shifted in you to allow that to happen. Sure. So, uh, let's see. 
So, I, you know, I'd been acting since 2000, um, and within about a year and a half, I'd, I'd booked a show that then filmed in South Africa for, for two seasons, and it was super, super amazing, and I was the lead on it. And again, it, I think I'd been in the country for only about four years then, so at the time, it also didn't seem like anything was out of the norm. Like, yeah, come to America. Yeah, book a show. Yeah, film it in Africa. Yeah, no big deal. Da, da, da. Like, yeah, it's the huge. Um and so I was working then, and then when I finished the show, I, I worked as a teenager, I did all those episodics, and then something happened where it went from me getting an audition and sides being like the most exciting thing ever, to it being an automatic like, another thing I'm not going to book, another thing I'm not going to get, and it really became, became a drag. And I think because at the time, you know, because being a teenager is tough enough, right? You're like, who am I? What am I? I look weird. What does everybody else look like? What do I, you know, what I want? On top of that, I was at a place where I later understood that my sense of self came from being blonde, thin, and on TV. Mm. And if I wasn't those things, I was nothing. Mm. That was sort of the the belief that I was operating out of, which I discovered through a process of like, personal development and transformational work, right? Like where you go in and you look at how do I see myself? How do I see the world? What do I believe about this whole thing? And do those beliefs serve me or are they actually holding me back? And if you would have told me that's what I thought, I'd been like, you're crazy. Nah. But that's really, that was the truth for me. And I think that that was a result of just being a kid, but also being in an industry where what I looked like defined often whether I was working or not and whether I was successful or not. And I really measured my worth by, by what I was producing, you know, by what I did as opposed to who I was. And that got me to a place where subconsciously I was resistant to the thing that I wanted the most. Because if you would have asked me, what do you want? The answer was always a TV show. But then I would judge myself for being an actor or for wanting to be an actor and wanting to be successful. Because I was like, uh, you just want people to tell you you're smart and you're pretty and blah, 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 blah. And you just want to be famous. And I hate people like that. Hmm. So it was an incredible amount of judgment over wanting to do the thing that gave me such great joy. And again, going through this process of, of personal development and figuring out that really the big shift for me came when I understood that acting is my gift to give. Mm. That's, yes, that's how I get my acknowledgement. Yes, that's how I get my confirmation and acceptance and I know whether I'm effective or not. But more than that, I always say mathematicians mathematize, right? Engineers engineer. Like, I don't got those capabilities mm -hmm. and I don't need to because my grandpa does or yeah. whoever does. I The things that come easily and naturally for me, being in front of people, emoting, communicating, making people laugh, that kind of thing is terrifying for tons of people. Mm. Like, you know, there's lots of people afraid to get up and speak or perform or whatever. But film, television, performing arts, it's, it's one of our oldest traditions as human beings. We, we tell stories and we tell them 
so that the people watching can live through something mm. and experience something that they otherwise might not have the ability to. The example I give is um, Marion Cotillard in Livion Rose. There's this incredible scene where she receives really devastating news. And this woman goes through the process of, of, of like having her entire being shattered while a camera is rolling. And I remember watching that and sort of her being the pathway through which I address some of my own pain or some of my own problems. And then, you know, I don't watch that and go, well, damn you, Marianne Cotillard, you're so darn talented. I hate you. No, you're like, holy guacamole. Thank mm -hmm. you for being so brave to be so vulnerable so that I can then release something within myself. And Basically, when I had that realization that this was my gift to give, and as much as it's about my vanity or it's about whatever, this is also just how I can be of use to this world because mm. it's it's the fastest way that I can make somebody happy, mm. and it's really the, the most value that I think I can bring. Um, so that was really the big shift for me is understanding that that was my gift to give, and and in tandem going through a process where I connected to who I was authentically and understanding that if I never worked another day in my life, I would still have value, mm. wow. which is super huge, right? Like, because yeah. <laughs> if we're especially here, like get that money, get that partner, get that business, get that, like who you are is hugely connected to what you're doing, what you're creating. That's where your value comes from. And for me, understanding that my value comes from, my ability to love and my ability to, to, to support and to get things done and to care about human beings is that's truly where my value comes from. And then I can do that while being on TV. I can do that being at the grocery store. I can do that coaching leadership, you know, wherever it may be. Mm. So those are, those are my big sort of wow. pivotal moments. That's awesome. Uh, you know, uh, you, you touched on so much in that. Um, <laughs> It, it's no it, it's it's actually it's really beautiful to hear you talk about it and talk about it like so freely because you know th these are a lot of concepts that i think that people uh, a, a lot of people it, it it's hard to express that you know like they bottle it up or they or they judge it i mean especially in the creative space you know so <sighs> to to hear you talk about like because you you've been there you know you've had the experience you've had the highs and lows you you have the hero's journey like you you know you mm -hmm. had adversity and you stayed tenacious and, you, you know, you powered through it and you overcame it because you knew that the gift that you had to bring to this world was more important, you know, and yeah. it doesn't surprise me that um, you're getting so much more recognition now, you know, and people are really tuning into the show and they're, they're appreciating your character and mm -hmm. because, you know, the way that you speak, like who you be, it, 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 it exemplifies those, those concepts, you know, and people can like be more of themselves through you and that I mean to me that's like the greatest gift that you can bring to the world isn't it <laughs> it's the best and, and if ah. I and if I may I'm gonna I'm gonna share a personal experience because I, I don't get to talk about this that much on the show but you're inspiring me to say it um yeah. which is you know so right like we're talking about creativity and expression and you know you again overcoming all those things so that you can show up bigger for people like that's why I do this show too for me like 
I'm clear that um, the creative medium is one of the most transformational mediums. You know, like it's one of the most inspirational. It, it, there's just something about it when someone can hear someone speak or act or or hear a piece of music. Like it, it, it reaches a part of them that wouldn't normally be able to to be reached through mere you know through mere words or someone like you know lecturing you or what have you. So that's what this show is all about. You know to to, to speak freely and authentically about things that come up in our lives so that people see like, wow, I'm not alone. Oh, like, yeah. you know, Anastasia did it. You know, she's creating this amazing career. Like there's this radio show, like people are speaking into these things authentically. And that makes me feel better about going and pursuing those things too. You know? So anyway, uh, thank you for that. Cause you just brought that out in me. So I appreciate Absolutely. you. <laughs> Yay. And it's true. It has tremendous worth. I mean, something that I found for myself, actually a, a lot in doing transformational work um, that's group based is hearing people from like the opposite side of the world, having lived a completely different life than me, talking about feeling things or thinking things that I too have felt. And the circumstances of how they got to those were obviously different than mine. But hearing it in somebody else, you go, oh, I'm not crazy. Okay, cool. I'm a human. I'm supposed to be doing this. Got it. And, you know, it, totally, like, how, you know, it, it's so interesting because totally in the same way, Beyonce is another example. Like, mm. sure, some people are silly and hate Beyonce, but really they just hate themselves. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the rest of us look at Beyonce and go, damn, yes, I can. Ah, like, yes, I can. Like, look at her go. Look at her living this vision. Look at her being in excellence. Look at her doing her thing, loving herself, loving her body, becoming a woman in the public eye. Like she's been such a huge influence in my life. And in the same way, I watched her do something and go, you know what? I can too. Mm. Um, so definitely for anyone who, well, I mean, we're all creative, you know, mm -hmm. even in a, in a desk job, like we're all creative, we're all creating something. Um, but it's, it's a responsibility, but it's not a burden to bear, I don't think. I don't really buy into that. Like, woe is me, I'm an artist. Woe mm -hmm. is me, I'm a human. Thank God you have an art to express yourself with. But I do think it's an incredible responsibility that we have to give our gift and to, to live our truth and to create so that someone else can watch that and go, you know what, I can too let me go make something. And then, and that's just kind of how it goes. Madonna inspires me, who inspires this, who inspires blah, 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 blah. It's a beautiful thing. Complete. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, and so, you know, speaking of artistry, speaking of this, this show, uh, you know, you're on this amazing show, Z Nation. Like I said, you guys are going into your third season, which is launching, I believe, February of 2017. Right? Oh, is that right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I thought I read that somewhere. <laughs> uh, usually, our, we start shooting in April. We start, we're on the air by September, and then we're on Netflix by January. Okay, okay. So, totes, something <laughs> will be happening February 17th. I think, yeah, season three should start airing um, so, yeah, so sometime in September uh, okay. this year. Well, I, you know, so funny tidbit. Speaking of Netflix, is uh, so yeah. my wife and I we've been we've been catching up on Lost. I actually never watched Lost until now. I don't know, 
I don't know why. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> uh, but but it's funny because every time we finish an episode, Netflix pops up the, oh, we also recommend. And literally every <gasps> time it pops up, it's like, you should watch Z Nation. You should watch Z Nation. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I need to do this interview with Anastasia, clearly. <laughs> Perfect. So, so, so tell us a little bit, you know, without like giving away any spoilers, of course, tell us a little bit about Z Nation and uh, and your character Addie that you play on the show. So Z Nation is super great. It's mm-hmm. um it, so it's it's on sci-fi and um the the premise of the show is we're 3 4 years into the zombie apocalypse and right when it started a man was given a test vaccine and then bitten 8 times and has survived. So he is the only known human to survive a zombie bite. And at this point, it's like 95% of the population is gone. Like everyone's a zombie. There's just sort of pockets of people existing around the world that, you know, sort of sustain themselves. Um, And he's the only person who's known to survive and his blood carries the antibodies. And at the top of the show, we're kind of like this ragtag group of survivors who get stuck with and it's actually funny you mentioned lost because harold perneau who was on Mm. lost Mm -hmm. he was right he was in a pilot episode and he was like in charge of this guy murphy and um we get stuck with him and this mission of getting him across the country to a cdc lab in california so they can make you know vaccines from his blood and we can save the world adventures ensue (laughs) um uh and it's really really fun it's it comes as a really great addition to The Walking Dead, which is in my. So I'm a huge Walking Dead fan, um, and to me, The Walking Dead really it's not about zombies. It, right. Zombies just give it like the context of the world, but that show is about human relationships and human psychology and what happens when circumstances are such that a human is brought to its most primitive state, which is that you know I have to kill for survival. Um, and how does that affect everything? So that's what that show is about. Our show is much more in the vein of classic zombiness, which is like fun, campy, adventure, whoa, zombie, splorch. <laughs> you know, there's comedy, there's humor. We explore like mutated zombies and phyto zombies and nuclear zombies and all sorts of stuff like that. But because the stakes are so high in that world, the drama Every every episode has that grounding truth. So if a character dies, you're crying because mm. you're invested because you care about these people. Mm. But it's definitely like it's it's fun. It's tongue in cheek. It doesn't take itself very seriously. It's it's kind of like a live action Scooby Doo. I think <laughs> it's almost like the best way to describe it. So it's just it's really really it's fun. Mm. Um, and I play a girl named Addie who was an artist before the apocalypse hit and somehow see this, I think she's the coolest because uh, several people in our group had like a military background, a Navy background, you know, whatever. So it makes sense that they would survive, right? They had the training and they had this, they had that. Addie was just a girl. Like she was just a normal girl. But when push came to shove, there was something in her that was like, Oh, uh, uh-uh, I'm not going down. I'm going to survive. Mm. And it's sort of, you know, I don't know if that would have ever come out in this woman, if not for these crazy circumstances. But that's sort of how I 
not justified myself hard to me but like that's I was like that's what it must be it's just she was the one that made it out literally because the in part that's who she is but in part that's you know as the season moves on it's because she believes there is value in humanity and she believes there is something worth fighting for and she's actually season two really started operating as a warrior in the sense of being somebody who lives for something bigger than themselves. Hmm. So she's like, I'll take the tough job. I'll throw myself in that danger. I'll do whatever it takes because I think humanity deserves another shot. And I think this works. So with her, I get to play this woman and I'm incredibly, incredibly fortunate that our, our writers, our producers, our showrunner, Carl Schaefer, they give me a lot of liberty to make this woman who I, I want her to be, which is a total badass mm-hmm. and at the same time vulnerable and connected and not, um, she's, you know, there's a certain level of disconnect where, you know, you're killing every day. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I just killed somebody. You're not like super affected by it. But she hasn't lost touch. She's not mm. cold. She's not disconnected. In fact, it's that heart and that vulnerability that that drives her. So I played this really cool girl who's smart and a badass and, you know, takes care of herself and takes care of her team and her family. Um, and the coolest part about that for me is I've gotten to do conventions mm. um, pretty regularly now. And... I get these girls that, you know, I don't know, they're four or five years old all the way into grown women. But, you know, particularly in that like teenage phase where they're like, hey, I really look up to you. I really look up to this character. And to me, that's so exciting that young women are watching a strong, smart, independent, funny, vulnerable woman who's sexy and sassy but isn't necessarily running around with her tits out, which is totally fine. Rock your titties, do your thing. But, you know, I I definitely, because there's, you know, I'm a big fan of Amber Rose, and there's a whole conversation right now about, like, slut-shaming and sexuals, how women are sexualized their whole lives, and then they're sexy, and then we're calling them whores. So Mm. by no means is this a conversation about sexuality being a problem for women. However... I think it's exciting to see a woman have the ability to be sexy and in control and in power as opposed to having to use that sexuality to get where she is. Um, And, you know, in a way, it's so weird to call myself a role model, but, you know, there's, I'm on national television and people watch me and you know what I mean? People look up to it. So that's really the most exciting part that I get to be somebody that I, I feel I can respect and is an integrity. Well, it's, not that, the show. it's really great. Watch it. It's wonderful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're definitely, you know, definitely going to keep, keep promoting it here uh, on this episode. And then of course, when we release it, I mean, uh, you, you touched on a lot and one, I mean, I want to say congratulations, you know, that you are going into the third season. Uh, you know, I, I've also watched plenty of shows where they're like, you know what, this character, not so much. People are not resonating with this character. We're going to kill him off. And so you're, you're obviously doing something right that people want you back, you know, and they want you to, they, they like your character. You're, you're starting to become like a more and more of an integral part of the story arc. And, yeah. um, well, so, so again, you know, and that, 
it's such a blessing, you know, that you have showrunners that are giving you the creative freedom to be yourself. And that's actually what's working, right? Like all the, yeah. all the things that you just described about Addie, I'm like, oh, so it's pretty much Anastasia as if she were <laughs> in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> well, you know, so uh, you mentioned the, the, the responsibility, you know, uh, uh, like having this, like you have this, this big cult following and, and I'm just, I, I looked, you know, and you have people like sending you drawings that they did of you and they're meeting you at, you know, these, these uh, press conferences and at like the comic cons and things like that. So, you know that that that's got to be such an interesting feeling because, like, I mean, you hear about these things, but so it's 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 so fun to talk to someone that actually is directly involved in that experience. Um, yeah, I guess, like, yeah, well, what has that been like for you? You know, being this like, you know, that this this icon, you know, within like the 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 this cult following that you have. Um, what am I trying to say? <laughs> What's it like? It's a trip. Yeah. It's a trip. Honestly, yeah. It's super trippy. Um, mm. It took me a minute. It took me a couple of them because, you know, I'd never done that before. And I was like, what? You guys, you want to pay me money to tell me I'm great? What? Mm. No, it's <laughs> fine. Um, so it, it took me a second. But then I understood what it's an opportunity for. And this is where, like, hippy-dippy trippy Anastasia comes in. Mm -hmm. But I was like, wait a second. I have an opportunity to acknowledge people who are the reason why I have a job and mm. I eat food <laughs> because <laughs> they're tuning in because they're coming to these cons. Um, and it's basically just a huge love fest because it's like people come there to be like, Oh my God, you're so great. Thank you. I love you. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're so great. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> um, and luckily, you know, at this point I'm not like so famous where there's just like, millions of people waiting in line. So right now I actually have the opportunity to like chat with people for a mm. few minutes and ask them what they're about and what they like in the show and you know how it sort of affected them. And the coolest thing that I've actually noticed um, is definitely like a lot of young women or just women in general being like, yes, she's such a badass. Like, thank you for giving us one of those. In fact, all the women on our show, Kalita Smith, who plays Warren, who's like our, our leader, I mean, she's a black woman and she's not 22 and she's the lead of a national television series mm. playing basically the leader of what will become the free world. Like we're our writer's room. Is progress. Hello. Progress. <laughs> right? Like It's huge. Mm. Um, and it's so, so, so incredibly exciting. And she obviously does it with such incredible grace and mm. badassery. Um, so I definitely hear that really resonating for with people. And then the other big thing is, I joke about this all the time, Z Nation is bringing families together. <laughs> it's so wild, but I, I, I think it's zombies, particularly on our show, it ends up being like an area where the interests cr cross over, like mm. kids are into it and the adults think it's cool too. So mm, I can't tell you how many like, whole families mom dad brother sister but everybody comes up and they're like this is what we do like this is when i get time with my kids as mm. we sit down and we watch z nation on fridays mm. and then we go to these cons together and that's kind of our thing um so it's really really neat number one to directly connect with people for whom you're creating and to get that feedback of people being like hey man this show is just so much fun we really get a kick out of it. We laugh. We cry. I cried when so-and-so died. 
oh my God, I was so mad when you did this, but I forgave you there. And, you know, my daughter thinks this is so cool. And now we're spending quality time together. Mm. So that's really, really cool because people will literally, everything that our intention is to make zombies fun or like, you know, have zombies be fun. And that's literally what everybody says. So Mm. that's really, really neat to know that what we're doing is working. And then for me, it gives me an opportunity to really connect and love up on humans and acknowledge them. And, you know, another big breakthrough I had as as a human being is really coming into recognition of the value that being a public person has. Mm. And in what I intend to do and am doing on planet Earth in general is forwarded so much because I have this platform of, of people paying attention to what I have to say. And I'm in an incredible position of, of power there. Um, and I get to do that at these conventions. I get to connect with people. I get to acknowledge them. I get to, to speak with them and, you know, to really, even if it's in a few minutes, lock in with them the value that they have simply in who they are. Um, so that's, that's, what the convention thing has been it's a, for me it's a lot of work because i'm not like hi bye sign it thanks like i really connect with with everyone um and i i make sure to circulate that love right back to them so it so you know so it comes full full circle and it's like a whole thing mm. so it definitely took me a second to figure mm. out how to how to navigate that but then i was like oh wait it's it's an acknowledgement weekend i get to be acknowledged which is really really huge right and that's like a tough thing that for a lot of people to receive acknowledgement. And it's like, all we want is to be acknowledged. And then somebody gives us a compliment. We're like, oh my God, no, stop. <laughs> like, what? So I continuously get to check in with, with how I receive and instantaneously flow it back and mm. send that love back. And it's crazy, man, to know that you can like make someone's day by giving them a hug and acknowledging them. It's really neat to be in that position. So Cons are cool. Life is cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's fascinating what you say about acknowledgement, because <clears throat> I mean, really, like at at the core of human beings, that that's really it. Like that's really all so any is. of us want, right? <laughs> I mean, why? Yes. Why? Why be on film? You know, other than to like be recognized, you know, for for who you authentically are, and <clears throat> you know, have a space to to be you and and have people have people see you, and then I mean. For these individuals that come up to you at these events, like again, like when they watch you, they're they're you know they're getting that sense of acknowledgement because again, like they're they're seeing you and they're like, wow, there's someone like me that's that's doing <laughs> it and making it happen. And whether they realize it or not, like that's the experience that they're having. And then for you to actually take the time and say, like, yes, you know, you are special. It's it, you know, it's <laughs> not just something you see on television. Like that's a that's such a beautiful thing and what a gift. I mean, what what, what more you know could you ask for to be doing with your life you know nothing it's the greatest thing ever well, well and <laughs> like so if, oh yeah go ahead go ahead oh no, no. <laughs> we're getting okay. excited <laughs> well let me you know but on that topic right so you've got uh you've got this you know generation of people and 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 mind you i love what you said because it doesn't matter how old you are we're not even just talking about like young and up-and-coming creatives i mean everyone at whatever stage in your life like it, it's always a good time to start so yeah. For you, you know, for those aspiring creatives, and I agree with you, all of us are creatives. All of us have creativity within us. We've had it since the dawn of man. So, uh, what you know, um, 
what advice do you have for individuals that whether they want to pursue it through film or you know through through podcasting or they just want to go and have the most amazing nine to five job where they get to like feel like they're expressing themselves creatively what advice do you have for those individuals in getting started hmm I think for me, the bottom line is it comes down to purpose and intention. And if you, if and when you are clear on what your purpose is and what you are committed to creating, you can then take that into all facets of your life. So if it's as simple as being present, like I can do that right here, right now. I can do that in my work. I can do that out in the world. If it's to be a source of love, abundance, and freedom in everywhere you go, you, you can take that everywhere that you take yourself. Um, so if what's really true for you is I want to do something creative, I want to create music, I want to write, I want to act, I want to whatever, I think first and foremost, you need to be clear on why. If you want to be famous and make a lot of money, yes, get all that. Get mm. all that paper. Love it. You know, if it's because you want to love up on humans, great. If it's because that's your gift to give, great. But as long as, in general, we're clear on why we're doing something and what the the intention is, then regardless of the circumstances that come, we figure it out. Like, I know I want to act for the rest of my life. Until I don't, but I'm pretty sure I, I always mm -hmm. will. I know I'll transition into directing, producing, other things. I paint, I write, I, I, I photography, music, singing, all these. You know, I, I have lots and lots of lots of different um, outlets for my creativity. But I know, I know why I act. It's for me and it's for the world. So if I'm not acting, I'm okay. Number one, because I found ways to be with myself and to be creative in other ways. But because I also know that my end game is to act until, you know, I'm very, very old. So it, as an actor, you know, sometimes you work and sometimes you don't. And that's cool. That's, in fact, that's wonderful. You can figure out how to structure your life in such a way that you save your money. So if you're not working, you're okay. And then when you're working, you're very busy and you have that balance. Um, but really, uh, I, want it, I want it to be like a perfect soundbite because mm -hmm. it's such a great question. But yeah, I think it's just, you got to have your why. Because if you know your why, you figure, you, you figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. and, and if it's not working, you don't go, ah, I'm so messed up. You go, great, what's not working? Great, how do I shift such that I can then create whatever it is that, I, that I'm wanting to create? Um, mm. it, it's, you know, I, I don't have children yet, but what I've noticed in humans who do, like how can mothers lift cars when they're mm. babies inside? Mm. I don't fucking know, because you've got a baby, because they're very clear <laughs> on why they're doing that. Um, and there's an incredible amount of power that we can harness, I think, that comes from the human spirit and from 
the earth and from this world and from the universe and from all the magic from fucking gravity. How does gravity work? I don't mm -hmm. know, but we can use that to our advantage. So <laughs> when we're clear on why we can harness all of that human and extra human power. Mm -hmm. There it is. That's your, that's my <laughs> answer. Awesome. My advice would be, be clear on why. Mm. And, and com you, you gotta be committed or you get to be committed. Mm. Um, for me, that commitment comes very naturally. Like if I want some, I want some, I'm about to go get it. I don't mm -hmm. have to think about it twice. But for the things that I don't necessarily, like sometimes I don't want to work out. Cool. I know that I'm about to be on a show where I have to run for six months straight. Mm -hmm. I cannot work out. And then being a whole lot of pain, looking like an idiot, like, hey, guys, <laughs> sorry, I can't, I can't do it. And then that's where my commitment comes from, because I know of something that ultimately down the road I'm going to need to be able to do. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's all the similar things. You know, mm. it's why, it's vision, and it's commitment. Mm. No, well said. Could have said that. Could have said that in like 30 seconds, not you know, four hours. It, but whatever. <laughs> it, it, someone someone mentioned to me the other day that like some of the best stuff comes out in that free flow, that exploration of what it is that you're actually, you know, so the the perfect soundbite, I, I, I hear you. And at the same time, like uh, you said it, you know what I mean? Like you being in that process, uh, like that's what, re you know, like people again, like it, people want that authenticity, you know, and even like the awkward stumbles and fumbles like. I don't know, uh, you know, the, 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 there's something about it because it's like it's more about the experience of discovering what it is that you're trying to say rather than necessarily totally. like the polish, like here it is, you know, and uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I think like we as human beings like want more and more of that people are becoming like more and more in tune, you know, and they're like, OK, I get it. Like it's polished. Like they don't they don't you know, it, it's just it's a fascinating thing to observe like what people are connecting to more and more and even like the facebook's and the algorithms and things like they're tuning they're dialing into that more and more and so what we're starting to see as a culture is like more and more authenticity is like sprouting up and like you know where are the conversations yeah. happening like what is the stuff that people are like liking and loving and commenting on like that's the stuff that we want not the like hey i'm doing a two for one whatever the hell like you know <laughs> It's, uh, it's, a, it's, I don't know, it, it's, it's awesome. You know, I, I feel like we're really just converging more and more and we're really just, uh, you know, people like you are just, you know, lighting up other people and they're, they're being more authentic in their own lives. And then because they're doing that, you know, other people are resonating with that and they're allowing themselves to be more and more authentic. So it's, it's a beautiful thing that's happening. And, and I love the television medium because it really just hits like all those pleasure zones you know it's like the audio the visual the the music and and the tone and like your character and the the mannerism sometimes more than like the punchline you know so anyway uh, Yay, i love it humans. i love it so so speaking of you, you know you mentioned like working out and not getting your ass kicked later i'm curious you know do you get to do your own stunts oh yeah yeah i get to do a bunch of um a bunch of stuff. Um, a lot of our fight, I have this really cool weapon. It's called the Z Whacker. <laughs> and um, I get to do a lot of really neat stuff with that and sort of like fight choreography. Um, I, almost now to the point where like I'll come up, you know, we have incredible stunt guys. Mm. Um, 
who really trust me and like I, I've learned a lot from them. And last year there were a couple of times I was like, hey, hey, can we do this? And I had like a whole little plan choreographed and they were like, yeah, cool. They just go and get it. Like, well down there. So that's that's been super neat. Yeah, mm. definitely get to. I mean, let's be honest. Um, it's just acting, but I can look like I'm a total badass. <laughs> I, I, I mean, hey, you know, you could have fooled me. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. No, yeah, that must be a lot of fun. And, and what I keep hearing you kind of come back to is like there's something beautiful about doing something that's not quite like, you know, super mainstream, like big budget, you know, overly produced you know, I don't know, like, I, I appreciate the indie stuff, because like, you do have so many more freedoms, you know, like, I would imagine if you're doing something much more popcorny, let's say you were like, you know, in the next Avengers movie, you know, there's gonna, it's gonna be much more rigid and following like Disney's guidelines, you know, and like, have to fit a certain platform, and they have to honor their, you know, the people that have invested in it. And like, it's got to tee up the next couple of movies and stuff. So that's, that's really cool that they give you so much freedom. And again, like it allows the people that are watching it to actually get more of the authentic Anastasia experience and that's what's actually having them like be inspired and transformed and motivated to go and create those things in their life so anyway I, I just you know I'm really happy for you that you get to keep doing that and you get to keep you know this cycle going of, of inspiration and positivity and uh it's good stuff <laughs> thank you and I no, I actually think this um this relates to a lot of different things often I think it's better when a budget is smaller and you can't just throw money at an issue mm. because when you can't just throw money at something, you got to get creative. You mm. got to figure it out. And usually that tends to lead to something way cool, much cooler, uh, much more authentic. And, you know, I, I think that again, the, let that be a comforting thing to someone who's starting out in any capacity like oh well you know i don't i don't have a lot of money for this or i don't have a lot of, my girlfriend just got a iphone 6 sg blah 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 whatever <laughs> and downloaded some app that has like raking focus and all sorts and like you can get creative and you can make things and we live in such an incredible time where our technology and our resources are such that we can do stuff that we weren't able to do before mm. um so i would definitely just encourage anyone who's creating to not be deterred or not feed into that excuse of Oh, well, I don't have money. So, neither do we, okay, <laughs> compared to the kind of budgets that something like this, quote unquote, should have or would have. Like, we don't, and look what we make because we're clear on our vision. We're all super committed and we work together and we get creative. And I think, if anything, again, super hippy dippy time. Mm -hmm. um, but that that kind of gives space for the magic of the universe to come in and to do its thing. Mm. You know, if it, it's kind of those, those unplanned, those uneven, not perfect moments where you go, okay, well, here's what I, I'm going to do this. I don't know about all this. And universe is like, I got you, boo. Let me try out some of this. And you're like, dang universe. You're so smart. Look at you. You did so good. So Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> in in the spirit of that, uh, you know, we're doing this this fun episode. You know, the show. It's not not that it's had like a serious tone, but you know, there definitely we've had some pretty serious conversations, and even in this episode, we've had some pretty cool serious conversations. But uh, you know, I mentioned to you before we were we were going to record this one. Like, I wanted to do this fun bit around like how to survive the zombie apocalypse. Obviously, we've already touched on that quite a bit, and then of course, everyone's going to get a lot more of that when they tune into Z Nation on Netflix. You know, I'm going to be plugging it throughout this episode, (laughs) but I thought it would be fun to do like a little lightning round. I've got like a couple of questions that I want to ask you, like if you were actually in the apocalypse. So let's put the show aside for a moment. Brand new moment. Zombie apocalypse hits tomorrow. You are where you are. You know, what three things do you bring with you? So like you can you can manifest these things, but these are like the three things that you're going to have. What are those three things? Oh shit. Okay. Three <laughs> things in the apocalypse. Um Dang it, you think I would know. Um okay, wait, so okay, wait. you mean like three items? Yeah, like three you get to pick three items and like you're stuck with those three items. What are they? Okay, Z Whacker. <laughs> um something that creates fire mm. infinitely. um and oh what's another thing what do you need in the apocalypse you gotta be smart i guess you could find them great running shoes (laughs) um (laughs) shit (laughs) definitely oh 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 okay something yeah, that you can like move in, but also can keep you protected. Mm, you know what I mean? So yeah. like a body thing that even if you get bit, like an impen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> an impenetrable, but lightweight, uh, full body outfit. Okay, okay, that's Suit. good. That's really good. Yeah. So, and the Z Whacker, just so everyone knows, that's that's the 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 badass like baseball bat with like the giant spikes on it that you use on the show correct okay okay yeah i mean that would definitely do some damage you're not concerned about that thing like getting stuck in their heads though you clearly <laughs> haven't seen the pilot episode. <laughs> it's the first thing we address it's designed in such a way that it doesn't get stuck in their heads because there's nothing worse than getting your pike stuck in a z's head of course there's a whole thing <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so yeah so z whacker something with infinite fire producing abilities and full body uh versatile lightweight but you know indestructible body armor type thing right correct okay okay that's good good choices good answers all right so next you've got your three items like where do you escape to well you know higher ground is sort of the thing so zombies can't climb so Mm. i've actually i don't know i've figured out a couple of different things like i would find um you know those things to like dig holes in the ground kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So I would find myself some sort of a, a, a not like oh my god I'm going to use the word plantation but I definitely <laughs> don't mean plantation but like a, a a place a piece of land that was around before the apocalypse and mm. and operated mm. right so where there's earth to where you can grow things. You know, you can grow food. You have some sort of a fortress. Yeah. 
You know mm-hmm. where I'd go? I'd just go to like a castle. That's yeah. what I'd do. <laughs> I'd find me some sort of a castle situation where, and then, but I would dig around me a perimeter where any zombies coming in, they would just fall into the earth. Mm. Okay. And then I had like a pathway in. Yeah, just like a good old timey medieval bridge falls down. I come in and then I'm safe. From, I would go to Versailles. Uh, I'd live at Versailles. <laughs> no, Versailles was so great. The Louvre was before. You know, but yeah, I'd find myself in one of them old timey castle situations. If I was in America, I don't know, maybe I'd go to like the Kardashian house or something. Because <laughs> they must have gates and stuff. But yeah, just somewhere on higher ground because they can't climb. Um, but definitely, like, I would bulldoze myself some sort of an area where they would all just fall in. And then I could grow my vegetables and my weed and just chillax. <laughs> that would be my apocalypse. Yeah, and, and take out a couple of Kardashians on the way in. No big deal. Because, <laughs> I mean, Casual. they would definitely have turned. I don't know. In my opinion. Right? <laughs> You don't think so? I mean... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they, they do have a lot of money to throw at it. I just... I don't know. I mean, I, I like guess... Would... Well, hey, I, I mean, look, wow. all hate aside, I mean, they're, they're doing something right. They're making it happen. So it's... clearly, like, they know how to work the system. So maybe you're right. Maybe I, sh- I shouldn't underestimate them. Let's watch. At the end of the apocalypse, it's going to be the... Mo- Keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. Apocalypse version. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you've got... You know, you've got your items, you've got your your chill castle, and totally makes sense, by the way, because I mean, right? you know, queendom. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, and then, what are the three things you do before you die? Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well. Um. Well, I'm always honest. So it would probably be some sort of a hallucinogenic. um, (laughs) And I would just like chill out with that for a while. I would eat whatever delicious food would be available. um, And then I would be with the humans I love who are remaining. Mm. And we would um, be in nature in some, you know, I don't know, see some magical gift of the earth. And now wait, am I choosing to die or am I dying? like I'm being bitten. Hmm. I didn't think that, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go into much detail when I thought (laughs) of that question. Uh, (laughs) I just figured, you know, whether you actually like live out the rest of your life and avoid the zombies or you are like, you know what? I've been alone for, for so long. Like I've accepted my fate and you know, I don't know whether you take yourself out or a zombie. I mean, however you want to go out, but my question was really more so around, like, what are the three things that you do before that moment hits? Oh, yeah, man. Well, and I'll tell you this, because we talk about this all the time. Like, I don't think I'm trying to kick it in the apocalypse. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> that shit is complicated. You got to fight for stuff. It just it doesn't sound like it's worth it. So <laughs> I would probably do some sort of a drug that I would never do in my normal life, like heroin. You know, just like... <laughs> you're like i got nothing to do let's do some heroin so i would probably do some heroin with whatever friends i have around and then be like bye see you in the next life just that's that's just the truth of the matter if i were like gonna kick it for a while yeah i mean if i could protect myself you know in some sort of a beautiful beautiful location in the world and do some acid that'd be great but you know i don't know man the apocalypse is just like it's a pain in the butt yeah so I don't 
to tell you, I mean, I know Addie has all her reasons for why humanity should survive, but I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. We could come back as like birds or something. Yeah, that's it a good could point. also be fun. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, huh. I don't think I'd be sticking around for too long. You know what I mean? Everybody you love has died. Hmm. They've turned into like monsters that you then had to kill. It's just very traumatic. Like who <laughs> needs all that stress? I'd find the last in and out. <laughs> and just like go watch a sunset oh like, <laughs> uh, there you go yeah that's the dream oh that's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome that's awesome well you know thank god that we have television and you're able to you know live out that that possibility through on film and and then we leave it at that <laughs> right Thanks, but no thanks, Apocalypse. Bye. <laughs> so, so yeah, everyone needs to be tuning in to Z Nation on Netflix. You all have Netflix, or you know someone that has Netflix, steal their Netflix. Go and check it yes. out. <laughs> uh, Anastasia is amazing. It's an awesome show, and, you know, it's it's just, it's only picking up steam, and, it, you know, it's going into its third season. Um, and, I mean, you know, everybody's curious about zombies and the apocalypse, and what would you do? I mean, live out that life through this show. And uh, Anastasia, as we're kind of winding down this episode, anything that you want to leave people with, you know, now that we've covered the, the lightning round and got it all out there? What do I want to leave people with? Well, the bottom line that I found in my life is that it all comes down to who you be, which is something I know you talk about a lot. Um, the only way to survive the apocalypse, the only way to really thrive in this life, I feel like, is through a conscious choice to live your authentic truth and be gentle and forgiving with yourself as you move through the journey of life because I can be very happy with who I be 99% of the time and then be in a situation that I'm triggered and I go back to old, you know, conditioned responses that I know aren't me and I can shift out of them. But recently I've been in the space of like self beat up over that moment. And recently myself been like, girl, why? Because if a girlfriend came to you and was like, oh my God, I totally freaked out. You'd be like, boo, it's okay. You had a moment. You're human. Great. What are you going to do about it next? Um, but instead, I, I noticed that I was in a lot of beat up for myself. So, yeah, consciously choose who you be in this world. Be a source of love for yourself and for, for other human beings. Be tremendously grateful for the ability to, to, to do so. Um, and be gentle with yourself as you move through life because there's truly such great love for all of us here. And it's such a fun it's just such a fun journey, and we're here to experience it all, the full gamut, devastating pain and ecstasy and love and, and everything in between. And if we can be as excited about the pain as we are about the joy, then at the end of life, we can be like, hey, I, I did it. Look at me. Look at me go. <laughs> that was fun. Okay, let's do it again. The end. <laughs> We sincerely hope that you have all been enjoying what we have been creating here on the show. And a huge, huge thanks to people like Anastasia for making these episodes possible. As we are nearing our season two finale, 25 episodes into this crazy thing, 
We want to hear from you. What is it that you want to see next? What kind of guests do you want us to feature? What kind of subjects do you want us to cover? We make this show always with you in mind. So you can reach out to me, Evan. You can join us on our Influence Academy Facebook group. Wherever you may find us, let us know. And of course, stick around for our season finale. This is one that you are not going to want to miss. So subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. We love you guys. Thank you for being with us, and we'll catch you here next time.